experiences of those nine months include a tie between low birth weight and heart disease later in life. So we're talking, you know, something that happened in the womb can be shaping what happens to you many, many decades later. So this is kind of a mind-bending notion, but this is what the research is telling us, that there are links between exposures to pollutants and contaminants and later health outcomes. There are connections between the stress that a pregnant woman feels. And when I talk about stress, I want to emphasize that the, I'm talking about a life-threatening or a, a very serious and chronic stress, not the everyday stress that a you know working woman or a woman with other children might, might experience. You mentioned a connection between low birth weight and heart disease. What have they established there? What what causes low birth weight? Well, there's many potential causes of, of low birth weight, and I want to stress that I'm not talking about the kind of low birth weight that might accompany prematurity, for example. And about 20 years ago, when the field of fetal origins really got its start, there was a British physician named David Barker who noticed this pattern that babies born at low birth weights in uh, England and Wales 40, 50, 60 years ago, they were developing heart disease at a higher rate. And this was at a, a time when there was a lot of excitement around the genetics of heart disease. There was a lot of emphasis on making health changes in one's adult lifestyle, like exercising more and eating better to prevent heart disease, all of which is very important. But he was focusing on something else entirely, this connection between fetal life and later heart disease. And for many years, he was literally laughed at and people walked out of his lectures. People told him he was crazy. But we now know that there is this connection between low birth weight and heart disease. And the way that it works is that when a fetus is not receiving adequate nutrition, it engages in a sort of triage in which it diverts the nutrients that it is getting to its most vital organs, first and foremost, the brain. And so the heart gets cheated of some of those nutrients, which does allow it to live to be born. But then that debt comes due many, many years later in the form of a weakened heart that is more susceptible to heart disease. We've talked a lot about stress and about the effects of stress on both the fetus and the mother. How big a thing is that? There's a suggestion in your book that pregnant women who experienced the terrorist attack on 9-11 firsthand passed on some of their trauma to their unborn children. I guess you can see how the horror of that day would have perhaps been communicated beyond the surface of the skin. Well, the really interesting thing about that study, the 9-11 study to me, was that what the women appeared to have passed on to their fetuses was a biological predisposition to PTSD, to post-traumatic stress disorder, which, you know, when we hear about PTSD, it, it sounds, well, certainly not like anything you'd want to have. It's, it's an awful kind of condition where people are hypervigilant. They're always on guard for uh, danger. They may have nightmares or disturbing hallucinations. But if you think about it, there is another way to understand post-traumatic stress syndrome. In a dangerous environment, it might actually keep someone alive if you're hypervigilant, if you're always on guard for, for a threat. So some scientists speculate that this sort of passing on of the susceptibility to PTSD might be a way of the mother's body telling her fetus, you know, it's a dangerous world out there. I've just experienced this incredibly frightening, traumatic 
experience, I'm passing on to you the knowledge that you're going to be born into this dangerous world and you need to be careful. You need to be on guard. On a happier note, you also mm-hmm. found that eating chocolate when pregnant makes for a happier baby. Maybe all of those 9-11 mm-hmm. women should have gone straight to <laughs> the candy store. Well, another finding associated with chocolate, and I really do like anything that tells us that eating chocolate is a good idea, but eating chocolate regularly during pregnancy was associated with a lower risk of preeclampsia, which is a dangerous high blood pressure condition in pregnancy. So I think pregnant women can really eat chocolate without guilt. Doesn't all this in some ways sort of ratchet up the pressure on expectant mothers? I mean, you not only have to eat right and exercise, you also have to be happy, you have to avoid anxiety, you have to uh, have only the right kind of stress. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, well, I certainly was very conscious of that possibility, and I, I think that's...